Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We mentioned it earlier on the show. Regis Philbin, the legendary TV personality, hosted uh, live with Regis and Kathy Lee for 15 years on ABC. Passed away Saturday, 88 years of age. Yep. He went on to host live with Regis and Kelly. He was the original host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I got to tell you something. He is, to me, the perfect New Yorker. Yeah, I know. He's adorable. Everywhere he went, he would talk to people. He had a great personality. I never really saw him upset. I'm, I'm sure there are times when he would get upset. Yeah. But I never really saw him upset. Um and as I mentioned earlier, from the moment I got to New York back in the uh, early 80s, I knew that he was a guy you needed to know. Yeah. And uh, I told him about him all the time. We did parody songs about him. He we, called in a lot. He was <laughs> in all the time. Yeah. And he, he uh, talked about us in his book that he wrote. And here's a clip. This is one of the, I think this might have been my first appearance on his show. This is 1984. Ross Britton and I were doing the Z Morning Zoo, and he invited us over to be on his TV show. Well, why do you think your show is number one in the country? Well, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we involve our people, uh, the listeners. We involve the actual listeners with the show. We are one of the few radio stations in, in the area. We actually let them call in and talk. No, I mean, they talk right to us. Well, that's something new, isn't it? Well, no, it's not something new. <laughs> but I mean, it, most of the morning shows in, in, in America have gotten so big and, and haughty that they don't actually talk to the listener. Yeah. You know, we well, that's actually... a nice touch. But listen, you also have some really catchy Z100 promo jingles. Now, you as program director, I guess, are responsible for that, huh? Something like, hot rockin', flame throwing oh. Z100. You're going to blow a few. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Get a, get a recharge on that pacemaker in here. The old man's going. The old man's going. And then you say, yeah. serving the universe from the top of the Empire State Building. Well, it's true. Every radio station comes from the top of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the truth. What does that have to do with it? Are you nervous today? Not at all. Why? Having these extra viewers? <laughs> you mean all the three that you brought here? This, this many viewers. I, I saw your ratings last week. You must be nervous. No, the Hold ratings are hand It's starting to shake there. So what are your plans now for the station? <laughs> He's a mile a minute, isn't he? Come on, you're the fast-talking, flame-throwing, hot-rocking. Let's go! 
Yeah. Let's hear it, baby. You got all that jazz in the morning. Let's hear it now. Reed. Settle down, Reed. We've been doing this since five. I guess we're <laughs> what are you, an interpreter doing... or something? <laughs> there cute. you go. Wow, what a fun... That was a we lot did, of zinging back and forth, wasn't it? We did it? all kinds of... Well, what happened was we would do parody songs about him. Yeah. And uh, we wrote one called... Is Regis, and he wore a dingleberry beret instead of raspberry beret, uh, and that was the uh, that was the low point of the relationship. I would say, but he never ever got he never ever got upset with us. He was always uh, friendly and and welcomed. Oh, it. he was wonderful. Eight fourteen. Speaking of TV stars, here's one for you. Good morning to Doctor Mehmet Oz checking in from the Doctor Oz Show. Of course. Good good morning, my friends. You know I. I got to know Regis, obviously, on a show, but I actually went on when he had his open-heart surgery. Wow. And he had a unique ability to get us to think while he put a smile on, on all of our faces. Even when he's talking about his own potential mortality, it was remarkable. Yeah. What a talented broadcaster. Yeah, what an incredible now, what, guy. What do you think, now that you have had a successful career in TV, what do you think made him special? What was it? He was very open. If you went to dinner, as I did with readers and Joy, it's exactly what you got on the show. There was no yeah. difference. In fact, one time I went to dinner, and then he talked about it the next day on the show, without me, of course, so I couldn't defend myself. <laughs> uh, but I, we, we had talked about butter, because he was eating butter. I said, how can you eat butter after you had the heart thing? And uh, he made a big do at the, at, the, at the restaurant, and he did a very different version of but that he, as though we were at dinner the next day. And I found <laughs> that the greatest broadcaster, you guys put you guys in that, in that group as well, Oprah, same thing. When the, when the light was on that you were taping and when it was off, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, same person. Yeah. yeah. Same person. It, Love that. He, Love he that. was an amazing person. And, I don't, you know, it's so funny, no matter where I saw him, he was always uh, engaging and friendly. Same mm -hmm. same deal. He didn't mind if somebody walked up to him on the street or interrupted his uh, his meal. He was always very tolerant of uh, of fans. Checking in the incredible Brad Blanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott Patty, how you doing? Yeah, hey, bud. Very sad about Regis. What a what a sad. You've done a beautiful job today of uh, remembering this uh, wonderful man. It's adorable. Well, it was uh, it was. You know what? He's eighty eight. Mm -hmm. He's had a wonderful life, but it still was kind of a shock. A month yeah, from '89, too. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't heard anything about his health lately, so you know they kept it on the down low. If he was ill in any way, but they say it was that died of natural causes. And uh, now you've you've since you've been with us, you got to meet him several times, right? Yeah, well, the first time you actually, um, you guys uh, sent me, uh, this is at the end of 2001, you sent me to the Victoria's Secret um, show. So I kind of didn't know what Victoria's Secret was until I turned up there and, oh my goodness, my eyes nearly popped out of my head. And um, I, yeah, I was running around there and Regis was giving me advice. I didn't even know who Regis was. So I obviously brought that interview into you the next day and you guys teased me a lot because I didn't know who Regis Philbin was, being a guy from Australia. <laughs> right, so, right. But, but that was good fun. But um, one of the great moments, though, um, I've had a couple of special moments with him. I chatted, this is when he got the job hosting America's Got Talent. Now, we always, we forget that he was the host of that show. Yeah, I forgot that. Wow. Yeah, that's right. And that was a, this is about 2010 at a, a big NBC function, him celebrating getting that job as host of America's Got Talent.
One question for Regis Philbin. How did Simon Cowell recruit you? I love Simon. He's been on the show many times. He never came recruiting me. I just happened to hear about the show, threw my name on the hopper. Before I know it, I got it. And he's my producer. Are you pumped up? I really am. I think it's going to be a great show. He's brilliant, Simon. He's got a lot of ideas. This is not just singers and dancers auditioning. This is everybody, even you, anybody who thinks they've got talent. Do you let my fat head on? <laughs> I think I would. I think you'd win, too. Thanks, Regis. Oh, my God. Brad, I gotta, I'll tell you a funny story. He did this on, on his show on TV, talked about it, and he also wrote about it in his book. It's very funny because we have a a, a very ta- very talented guy who worked for us on the, on over at the, the other show, and his name was Brian, and he could do Regis Philbin so good that you couldn't tell the difference. So so Regis uh, has a uh, had a driver. I forget his name. It, he mentioned it in the book. Regis got in the car, and all of a sudden Regis comes on PLJ. And the driver looks back and said, did you record this? He said, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> he thought he he thought he did the recording before he came out of his apartment in the oh, city. Oh, that's funny. He's a driver. <laughs> and the guy's driven him for like 20 years. He, he didn't even know the difference. So, <laughs> Scott, i got to say, you and him had a, a fascinating relationship because it, it was fun. And you're obviously very good friends, but it would turn to this brilliant stage acting of combativeness to each other, and you'd be continually one-upping each other, well, which I always enjoyed. What's funny, when we first when I first came here, it was uh, Z100, and we didn't have any money to advertise, so I had to figure out a way to people notice our radio station, and I knew he was a big star, so I picked on him all the time. I talked about his <laughs> hair, and I talked about this. I said, that ugly wardrobe you got, who picks that? Who picks those jackets out? Holy crap. You. They're what? left over. They're left over from the Joey Bishop show, we used to say. <laughs> Man, so, you would have made a great criminal. <laughs> unreal. Well, yeah, I enjoyed Jason Block talking about who wants to be a millionaire, but, you know, and it was amazing that he there was the host of um, that show. But when Slumdog Millionaire came out, um, Regis again got a second bite of the cherry. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Fame. He sort of went on talk shows to help promote that movie, which uh, won a few Oscars. Um, and this is at a big awards night uh, in New York City. This is January 2009. And um, he was the guest of honour who was there to, in some ways, accept a bit of the glory of uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Regis, I'm Brad. What was your favourite scene in Slumdog Millionaire? Well, I think to recreate the set and hear that music again and the lighting goes down and all that tension brought back so many memories for me that that was the highlight of the show, but the movie was sensational. And the way Danny Boyle directed it, oh, it's levels above everything else. Sorry for the little fellow when he fell in the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> when he got pushed to the toilet. Kind of reminded me of being on the Scott and Todd show. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that one. He's quick. I remember we, nice. we yeah. ran a contest for him to uh, anybody who donate a new sport coat to to Regis. He didn't have to wear all that old stuff he had on. <laughs> And we went by and presented him with this new sport coat that someone had bought and and sent it in for the contest. You know what's interesting, Scott? You were talking about earlier how on Saturday, which is the day Regis died, was your birthday, and your family took you to the very restaurant 
that was his go-to place up in yeah. Connecticut, Regis's go-to place. And I was just um, I was just reading about the fact that the last time he was in that restaurant was the Saturday night before, and they said he was going from table to table saying hello right. to people distantly, but you know. So he, he was, right up to the end, he was he himself. Always had a, he always had a, if, if it just wasn't him and Joy, he'd be at a table with about eight people. And if I if was, if I happened to be in the restaurant, he would call me over and introduce me and Trish to everyone at his table. <laughs> I said, I'm, I got to go. I got to eat. I'm here to eat. I got to go. He, no, no, sit down. Will you sit down? You got to sit down. I got to get out of here. But he was just that kind of guy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.